Okay, we're going to be going live soon here. Okay, so we're live on on uh, Google Hangouts, and we're live on Facebook, and pretty soon we'll be live on live stream here. Stream. Let me just hook up my mic here. Okay. All right. So we're live on live stream, Google Hangouts, Facebook doing some background cameras and we're going to be talking about a little bit of what was going on in the market. So, first I want to just talk about what happened in the currency market. The last time I did an episode of Poseidon Report, um, the last episode I did for Poseidon Report, we were talking about the pound in the currency market and the yen. And I was saying that they were going to break their resistance levels and, and possibly go up. So in terms of the yen, the yen did climb quite a bit. It was trading around 100.9 or so. And it's it closed uh, New York session at... Uh, it closed at 104.84. So you would have been able to, you know, gain quite a bit of pips from listening to my report. And uh, it is now trading below the Brexit level, but not by much. It's mean reverted quite a bit. 
So the yen has weakened. That's probably because of the Abe news that came out that, that, uh, that session. And the pound has been mean reverting also and gaining some strength. We were trading around the 1.3 mark. I think it was 1.29 what we were trading at, or 1.298 or something like that. And now it's trading at 1.32, so there's been a little bit of strength there. And that is because of the 200-hour moving average crossing the 50-hour moving average. So, so there's a, um, you know, if you listened to my report, you would have had a little bit of a benefit in the currency market. Now, in terms of the oil market, the oil market did go up a little bit. It went up. Um, well, maybe around flat. It's a little bit, a little bit higher, but uh, 49.28, I think, from the last report I did. So it's it, it didn't gain that much. Uh, I put a little bit more positions in USO uh, because I believe that because of geopolitical instability, that we would eventually get a pop in the oil market, and I'm waiting for that. So I'm going to continue to put more shares in. I'm probably going to close out of my uh, S&P, the SPY positions that I have, and maybe my my Russell 2000 positions, and roll them into my USL or Gush positions to be fully um, positioned for the oil commodity instead of somewhat diversified in in stocks. But I still have my position in First Data and in Twitter. The natural gas position is, is trading at 2.756 and um, the 10-year is trading higher at, uh, actually it's trading lower from my previous, previous uh, episode and that's trading at 132.0 30 for the ZN futures contract and the futures contract for the S&P 500 is trading at 21.46. Now, let's see here. In terms of the Dow and the S&P 500 volatility, when I run them through my three-dimensional surface program, the volatility has been going down, and you've noticed that in the VIX, and we have, it looks like the last trading day was slightly drift negative, and the volatility dropping. So we might have a little bit of stability uh, when, um, when trading equities according to the, the, the surface chart. Okay, so that's the market. So what we're going to do now is talk about the, the some of the news that's been transpiring. So the two big, well, the three big news announcement is the 21 pages that came out from, from um, uh, the United States about 9-11. And it was posted online, I believe it was in the afternoon on Friday, and it describes the 
relationship or potential relationship that was taking place with the terrorists and Saudi Arabia. So, at least through the 9/11 Commission, they thought there was a, there was heavy there was a heavy-handedness with Saudi Arabia and its uh, government, you know, its official government, and and its um, its uh, involvement in 9/11. So that's you know that's an issue, and it 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 probably is going to start start to start to um, start to affect our relationship with them and our um, um, movement with with Saudi Arabia, our, our movement into Syria, our involvement with Iraq, our, 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 our uh, stationing in Afghanistan, I think our geopolitical positioning is slight, slightly changing here, and we're going to have to pay attention to it. It's confusing what, what, is, what is transpiring. Is Saudi Arabia actually helping us or hurting us in, in the sense of fighting terrorism in the Middle, Middle East? It seems as though they are actually the enemy. Uh, we are winding ourselves off of their type of oil because of fracking, and therefore maybe you know it, it was time to release the papers. The reason why they were they were classified was because they didn't want to upset the the oil market. Now we you know we don't have as much of a need a relationship with Saudi Arabia, so maybe it makes more sense to. To actually cut ties. All right. The the other big news that was on on the in the market or you know in the news in the news cycle is Trump's VP pick. It's uh, Pence. I don't think he was really the, the best choice. You know, some people were saying that it was going to be Sessions. Some people were saying that it was going to be maybe. Gingrich, even some said maybe even Cruz. I didn't think it was going to be Cruz because I, I don't think that they get along very well. Um, I preferred Sessions because of some of the things that he has stated in Congress, um, you know, during you know some congressional hearings, and I, I just I like his his demeanor. I think he's a little bit he's um, he's steady-handed and he has wisdom. So I thought he would have been a good pick. I think he was actually afraid and he bowed out. I think Trump wanted Sessions. But um, I'm not really sure wh what was going on internally with Sessions and Trump, but it seemed like Sessions bowed out. And so the maybe the second choice was Pence. I don't know enough about him, but I just don't feel as though that he has the same gravitas as Senator Sessions had. Um, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the CNN email or not email, but the posting here on Sessions and what you know what what is session what is Sessions uh, you know about uh, in terms of Muslim ban 
Pence is uh, openly opposed to Trump's ban, saying it was offensive and unconstitutional. Uh, attacks on a judge, rejected Trump's radically tinged attacks on the judge. Immigration, Pence backed relative moderate immigration reform during his time in Congress. Gambling, opposed gambling, both personally and politically. In terms of LGBT, Pence cuts a hard line on LGBT issues and has been an active supporter of anti-LGBT laws. Uh, Pence led an effort to shut down the federal government in 2010 unless Congress cut off all funding for Planned Parenthood. Uh, Pence also was a vocal supporter of free trade agreements such as TPP and NAFTA. And the Iraq War voted in Congress to authorize the use of military force against Iraq. So obviously CNN is pro-Hillary. Everyone knows that, all right? And because CNN is so pro-Hillary, their analysis of Pence for the VP pick for Trump is going to try to divide Trump supporters and why vote for Trump if, if, if Pence is so much different than Trump. Now, step back a little bit and, you know, understand that there is this CNN bias. I'll break down from my perspective what, you know, each of these categories, what I think, what, what I think is right or wrong and why I'm supporting Trump. I've been supporting Trump from day one, so again, maybe I'm biased, but I'm going to give you at least some logical reason why I'm supporting Trump. And I'm a little surprised that Pence is actually his pick because I think Sessions would have been a better fit, but that's the way it is. Um, so, in terms of the Muslim ban, so obviously Trump created the Muslim ban uh, statement as a major part of his political campaign because of the actual um, terrorism that has been taking place in Europe, especially just recently with what happened in France, it, you know, with the, the, the truck running over people during their, their festivities, or what took place at the grocery store, at a, a kosher grocery store, or, you know, what happened at, uh, at a magazine company. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of terrorism that's taking place, Islamic terrorism. And what's funny is, is that it's harder to actually tag your videos or tag your postings on social media with things that are saying Islamic terrorism. Facebook doesn't allow it for the tag. You can still put it in your comment, you know, in your comments or in your title. But for tagging, Islamic terrorism can't be tagged. Try it. So you know there is some censorship that's going on. I personally think it's Islamic fascism. Um, but if you want to use Islamic terrorism, that's fine too. But the idea of this caliphate moving forward and trying to project Sharia on in an enlightened um, constituency of the free world of, mod, of, of, of Westernism, um, I think it's just wrong. I mean, we, we should be able to say it's Islamic terrorism or Islamic fascism. We should be able to fight this. You know, there is this caliphate that is slowly rolling out. And I think what's happening is, is there's a Tet Offensive that's taking place worldwide. And you're going to start seeing 
more and more violence in Europe, the United States, in Africa, and potentially in some other uh, Muslim countries that are in Asia. You know, like the, you know, like the, the, uh, the, 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 some of the islands, or the Philippines, or, or um, you know, Burma, or you know, something like that. We're going to start hearing that the violence is going to be larger and more frequent. And the, the, the phrase of this is a, a Tet Offensive 2, or, you know, version 2. Very similar to what was happening in Vietnam, where there was all of a sudden a bunch of attacks all over the country, and it scared, you know, it's, it, it scared the uh, military and, and the, you know, the American, the American public at large. And it was the major reason why we, we bailed out of Vietnam. So we as a people, as a worldly people, need to make sure that as this is happening, that we do not back down. We, we move forward and attack this. That this, this Islamic fascism has to stop. We have to stop it. Now, the question is, 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 is it somewhat orchestrated by our government or not? Is it orchestrated by Saudi Arabia? It's, it's very, very complicated, and no one really understands this. It seems as though the Obama administration is actually supporting ISIS to be able to overthrow Syria, the Syria regime, to be able to put in a, a pipeline to circumvent, Trump, uh, circumvent Putin with the oil uh, and energy uh, movement into Ukraine. So energy can be circumvented and moved into Europe through Syria. Then all of a sudden you have this coup that's taking place in, in Turkey. You know, as of this recording, the power at the base for the U.S. has been shut down. So it seems as though the actual perpetrators of the coup is shutting down the power, but I don't know for sure if that's really taking place because earlier this morning, I thought the coup was shut down. I thought the coup was put down. So is it the, the current regime that's cutting the power, or is it the coup that's cutting the power? So who is the, who is the, the enemy? I, I don't understand this. So do we need to have an Islam, a Muslim band? I think so, because what's happening is, is there, there is a pernicious uh, activity of moving individuals from uh, terrorist hotbeds, countries, that are, that are hotbeds, moving them into, into Western countries without proper vetting. And I understand that there are refugees, and I understand that there is a human, humanitarian effort here, but the problem is, is that if you move these people, if you, if you move a million people in, into Western world, and they don't assimilate, and they believe in Sharia law, only a small percentage that might be these Islamic fascists or these Islamic terrorists could wreak havoc. So without proper vetting, without proper documentation, without the, 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 the idea that these people don't want to assimilate, they want to push Sharia law, they're actually a cancer that we're allowing into our system. So I'm, I'm for Trump in this. Now, if, if someone nefariously wants to bring in Islamic terrorists to be able to erode the civil liberties of an individual, the, the individuals um, in that country, then this is the perfect way to do it. Because 
bring a terrorist, create terrorism, create a surveillance state, and erode the civil liberties of, of the constituents. It's a great idea. So is Pence for America or is he for Islamic fascism? I can't, I don't know. Or is it that he makes a statement that it's, a, it's offensive and unconstitutional because, because um, you know, from some sort of moral high ground of trying to help refugees. And I totally understand that. That's where he's coming from. Offensive, I can see, because of the moral standpoint of trying to help refugees. But within that small, within that refugee population, there is a small percentage that is pushing this, this Sharia law that wants to circumvent the Constitution and, and, and create terror. Well, we need to, we need to have some mechanism to, to stop those coming in. Well, the only way to do it is to shut down the whole program and figure out a way to vet, to vet this stuff, instead of eroding the civil liberties of, of law-abiding citizens. Now, is it unconstitutional? I don't think it's unconstitutional. So Pence is wrong on this. It's unconstitutional. He thinks it's unconstitutional. I, I don't know what clause it says, because we should have, we should be protecting our borders. We are allowing foreign enemies to come in and become domestic enemies. And anyone that is, is in Congress or, you know, in the presidency has to, or in, in uh, government agencies, has to swear an oath to the Constitution to uphold and protect it and against foreign or domestic terrorists or, you know, foreign or domestic enemies. Well, that's the Constitution, not, that, not allowing a bunch of Islamic fascists coming in to, to um, you know, trying to promote Sharia. So I think Pence is wrong. Now, attacks on a judge. Now, everyone knows that Trump said something on, on uh, the judge that's proceeding uh, on his, on his uh, Trump University lawsuit. So there's some students that are suing Trump because they're saying that they didn't get what they thought they were going to get. And, you know, you know, so it's going through lawsuits. So the, one of the ju the judge that's presiding on it, presiding on it, I'm sorry, presiding on the case, isn't recusing herself because, um, you know, she feels as though she she you know she she shouldn't recuse herself. The problem is 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 that she is a major supporter of of. Uh, something called Mecha, and Els, uh, I can't remember the name of it, it's called The Race, but I'm not sure what it is in Mexican, or in Spanish, La Raza, I think it's called La Raza, so La Raza is kind of like one race, which is, if you drive deep down, is the idea of a, of supporting um, Latino culture and it's in the same vein as what was going on with the Hitler you know perfect race blonde you know blonde hair blue eyes you know superior uber mention you know kind of race there's this one race El, El Raza is not for the amalgamation of people, like a melting pot, 
which is the, similar to what you know, what really makes what America is, what makes America, right? El Raza is really about promoting the Latino culture. Now, within La Raza movement is Mecha. Now, Mecha is is the Latino version of Nazism. All right, but it's not as mechanized as what you know what Hitler did. Mecha wants to actually take back the states that the United States took from Mexico during the American-Mexican War, all right? And the, the infiltration of these people that are coming in, um, that are supporting Mecha and La Raza, are kind of running parallel to the Black Lives Movement to create havoc, saying that Trump is racist. And the, the bottom line is, is that La Raza, by very definition of supporting just Latino culture, is racist, and Mecha is is similar to the problems that we're having with with the Muslims in terms of projecting Sharia. Sharia wants Sharia people that support Sharia want to supplant the Constitution, while the Constitution supports all religions. Sharia doesn't support all religions. Sharia basically says stone and kill gays. The Constitution doesn't say that, right? So the Constitution is in, in the United States is above Sharia, but they want to push Sharia. And anyone that thinks otherwise is is a is a, um, uh, an infidel that they need to kill. And that's why there's a lot of terrorism that's going on. They want to push Sharia. If you don't fight this, they're gonna they're they're gonna move forward with the Sharia agenda. La Raza in Mecha is is in a similar vein. As, it, as the Black Lives Matter is. is is that there's these, these, these individuals, either Muslim, blacks, or, or um, Latinos, that are radicalized, that are trying to circumvent a multicultural world, or a multicultural country that we have. So when Trump says, well, let's ban... Let, let's, you know, his attacks on the, the judge. The judge is proceeding, presiding on a, on a case that's a, a major supporter of La Raza and Mecha. So she, when he made this comment about her, you know, her Mexican heritage or her Latino heritage, it's true that she has a bias towards, towards not the Constitution, but her race. And that is the one race, the La Raza movement and the Mecha movement of, of um, taking back Texas, taking back New Mexico, taking back Arizona, taking back parts of California. Yeah, right. This is like, you know, uh, most Americans are going to allow this to happen. So, you know, let's just face it. Trump is not a, a racist. Trump is actually trying to support the Constitution, while all a bunch of these, 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 these uh, retarded liberals that think that you know that they're actually trying to make the world better, they're actually bringing in a cancer into the system, and that is these neo-Nazi-like um, regimes, the Sharia law movement, the La Raza movement, the Mecha movement. People need to wake up and, and understand that Trump is not anti-immigrant. He's anti-bullshit, and that the bullshit that's happening is 
the La Raza movement that's trying to erode the Constitution and then say that all whites and everybody that's not, not Latino is bad, all right? You got the Black Lives Movement that's trying to, 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 to uh, create a bunch of havoc during peaceful rallies saying that their lives matter more than everybody else and that actually gun violence between the police and the blacks are actually going down while the, the violence between blacks on blacks is going up. So it should be black, all blacks lives matter, not, not projected as uh, some sort of um, um, retaliation to the police, but it should be retaliation to themselves. Because they're killing themselves. But they're not paying attention to the statistics. So Trump's right on this, because the data says it. Now, in terms of immigration, he called for building a wall with the border. Well, the wall needs to be built to be able to protect the to protect the, the border. I mean, we obviously have walls around our, you know, we have walls that that protect us in for our house, right? So we have borders, we have property lines. We we have different specialized cells in our body that if we if those borders are are um, diseased and can't prevent you know, don't maintain their, their borderline, the cancer starts. A healthy system has borders. Or what Frost wrote in a, in, a, in a poem, you know, good fences make good neighbors, right? He's not saying build a wall and, you know, and not have immigration. What he's saying is build a wall and have legal immigration, not a porous border that, oh, by the way, supports black operations that moves the money and arms into Benghazi and into Syria to support the terrorism that's going on in Syria. People need to wake up. This is happening. This is not rhetoric. So he's trying to stop what illegal immigration and black operations that's destroying the, the harmony of the world. Now, In terms of gambling, obviously Trump is a businessman, and he's, he's you know he's been somewhat successful in the, the the gaming industry. It was what was a major boom for New Jersey and in, and uh, Nevada. What's wrong with that? Now there may be some moral aspect where you're not supposed to gamble because you know there's some sort of um, um, you know Christian anti-gambling blue law kind of thing going on there. Uh, I believe also in, Shur in Sharia, they, they don't gamble too. But, you know, what's wrong with gambling? I mean, yeah, I mean, you may have some people that are addicted to gambling and they need help. Just like there are some people addicted to alcohol and they, they need AA, right? But, you know, Pence, I mean, this is a minor issue, but I don't see anything wrong with gambling. I mean, it's ridiculous. The LGB the LGBT movement, Trump says, holds a fairly moderate set of positions on the, the most contentious lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender issues, such as state bathroom laws requiring individuals to use restrooms matching the gender on their birth certificates. Um, Pence says, cuts a hard line on LGBT issues and has been an active supporter of anti-lesbian, anti LGBT laws. Um, 
me personally, I think everybody should be protected, you know, in terms of their, you know, their gender, you know, or, you know, the, the, you know, the way, the, what their persuasion is. Now, in terms of sharing bathrooms, um, that I think is a little bit different issue. Um, I think that, you know, these unisex bathroom sharing type agendas, I think, will cause more problems and more chances of, of abuses and, you know, maybe rapes or, or you know, or, um, you know, some sort of pervertedness. And, you know, we probably should not, you know, not mix, mix this and that we should just, you know, stay, you know, a transgender person that goes into, let's say, let's say a transgender person is trains and towards female, then they should, I mean, they're dressed that way and all that, you know, maybe they should be going into the, into the female bathroom um, and vice versa for the male. But, um, you know, I can see on how it can cause problems, especially for younger children. And this is, this is kind of an issue here. So, you know, it's a small, it's a small problem, I think. Um, but, you know, I don't think that unisex-type bathrooms is the way to go. But there's a whole lot more bigger things that are going on. Planned Parenthood issue praised the, the, the work that Planned Parenthood does for millions of American women. You know, they should, to support the, 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 the freedom of choice here in regards to Planned Parenthood, um, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, is that when you have, when you're selling the baby parts, I think that's wrong. I think there's something morally wrong where you're taking taxpayer money and you're selling baby parts at a, at a clinic. And they should be defunded for clinics that are selling baby parts. I don't think it's systemic. I think it's very idiosyncratic and that, you know, that it could be handled in a very, you know, easy way. But it's an issue. It's, you know, there's an issue there. There's a moral issue there. When it comes to selling baby parts, you know, from on a taxpayer dollar, do I think that Planned Parenthood should be funded? Yes, but I think that it should also lean more on private philanthropy. So, um, and then I think, what's the other issues? Trade. We are killing ourselves with trade packs. Okay, I'm a big. I'm, I've talked a lot about this. Trade is destroying the way the trade agreements are is destroying America, and it's destroying its manufacturing base, and its potential to teach the younger generation on how to make things, how to design things, and how to grow a business. All right? I was born and raised in Detroit, heavily involved in automotive, heavily involved in tool and die industry, and I know my shit when it comes to designing stuff. All right? And most of the people, now I live in New York, most of the people in New York are stupid. They, they, people think that in, in, the East, in the East Coast that they're the, the, the brain center. Most of them can't even fix their own fucking toilet. That is ridiculous. Most people don't, don't know how to frame a, a door. Or most people don't know how to build a house. How can you be a human being? How can you be a man and not know how to build something? It's ridiculous. So what we have now done through NAFTA, through TTIP, TPP is a road the manufacturing base in America 
and is an eliminating huge opportunities for the younger generation to get uh, a, a solid foothold and, and growing a family and being a part of, of, uh, of uh, the growth of this nation. So I'm all for destroying all trade agreements, all, every single one of them. Destroy them. Cut them off. And what that will do is it will allow for a bilateral agreement between countries. We don't need an uber government to tell us as a trading block on how we should be trading with another trading block. Where it's not really vetted through Congress. Alright, and it's only being only being supported by individuals um, that are multinationals that are benefiting their particular um, economic constituency. All right, what do I mean by that? Basically, you got people that are high up in in these multinational corporations that are making the trade deals that benefit for them and not for the, the country. It's eroding the sovereignty of the United States and it's eroding the sovereignty of other nations. And it's re reducing the ability for self-determination. So the only way to stop it is to destroy the trade agreements. That means to destroy the new world order and to cut the globalization down. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have globalization as a, tra as a trading mechanism. What I'm saying is, is that some of the nefarious things that are happening in globalization need to be stopped. And part of that is this hyper-connectivity where there's an, there's an uber-government growing and gaining momentum and is going to be starting to tax other nations. And they need these trading blocks to be able to control it. Now, I'm for the Westphalian concept of self-determination, protection of borders, and some sort of national equilibrium. All right? And that trade agreements should be renegotiated and bilateral. This is basically what Brexit is about. Not to get some sort of edict from overseas or from some some faraway government that's truly unrepresentative and to tell the people on how they're going to fish or what sort of regulations they need. It's ridiculous. So TPP, NAFTA, TTIP is, has and will continue to destroy the manufacturing base in America. It needs to stop. I'm all for it. Trump's for it. We need, we can, we can take, we can leverage what we are good at and our trading partner can leverage what they're good at and it could be a win-win situation instead of these multinationals and, and central banks that are trying to control some sort of global system. Now in terms of the Iraq war, Trump was opposed to it while Pence was for it. Now, the Iraq war framed as some sort of anti- 9-11, you know, retaliate, you know, there's like a 9-11 retaliation kind of thing, I think was wrong by the United States, saying that there was, you know, weapons of mass destruction in, in, in uh, Iraq, and then we, we um, you know, went in to take them out. That was wrong, all right? And it created a lot of instability. But I do think that he was a dictator, and it allowed the people to rise up and have peace, and have, have a democracy, have a republic. It gave them the opportunity. But 
the other side of the coin of doing that is that it creates geopolitical instability in that region. Because all those borders are Western drawn after World War One, and it you know it's never really reached a natural equilibrium in terms of the the religious divide. And there's the big problem. So by taking him out created an instability that we're now seeing now. But I did I, I was for taking him out. So but not because of mass destruction, just because of the, the terror that he created in his country. And that that basically covers the, the differences between Trump and Pence. So um, now, so now the now we covered the 9/11 papers. We covered Trump, and we covered a little bit of what was going on in Turkey. I don't really understand the coup. I thought what was going on is that the current president of of Turkey was was fighting Syria. And allied with the United States, and the United States and Turkey were basically fighting Syria and Russia. The coup somehow, in a strange way, seems to be maybe supported by the United States because the supporter of the coup had schools or something in the United States to basically. Um, you know, again, I'm not too educated on this subject, but it seems as there was some sort of U.S. support in terms of indoctrination of the major leader of the coup by the United States. I don't know who's the enemy, who's not. Maybe we are the enemy. I don't. I, I, something doesn't make sense. But the the news on CNN was basically that there was power cut off at the airport, at the airbase, and you know, no one knows what's going on. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I don't know. I mean, who, uh, it, these days, who's the enemy? It's 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 so upside down. It's it, it's you can't you don't understand it. Um, so that's basically. That's basically, you know, my, you know, my, uh, my little report on the market and the three, you know, major newses that, that took place on Friday and Thursday and part of Saturday morning. So thank you for being part of this live broadcast, and um, I'll, you know, I'll try to do more of these, but. Um, Thank you for listening, and uh, this was a Poseidon report. You can get me on uh, www.the-studio-reykjavik.com. You can see me on YouTube and uh, Twitter, or you can um, check me out on ssrn.com, which is where I publish all my research, or you can buy my books on Amazon or my website. So thank you for listening and have a nice day.